Hello, my name is Diana Dirkby and I live with paranoid schizophrenia. Today we're going to discuss socialising while living with paranoia. The soundbite that we heard at the beginning was the pianist Glenn Gould playing Bach's Chromatic Fantasia in D minor. A little music to get us going. Today, I discuss how I cope with going out and mixing with people when I struggle with paranoia. Paranoia is a predominant symptom of the schizophrenia with which I live. As I did in another podcast, I decided to check out AI. I won't make this a habit, but I want to do it occasionally. It looks like AI is here to stay. More and more people will use it, so it's good to look to see how accurate it is in your experience. In particular, I asked Google's AI program, BARD, for advice on socialising while paranoid. BARD gave some excellent general suggestions, but, as I found when we last discussed BARD, they are a bit too broad to usefully apply to someone with severe paranoia that may be influenced by events that are unique to them. Also, Bard's advice is too optimistic and doesn't allow for the failure of one of its suggestions. Still, it doesn't hurt to check it out and milk it for valuable tips. What works for me may not work for you. Therefore, before getting to more personal remarks, I want to give Bard some credit for tips to try by summarising its advice about socialising when you feel paranoid. I have done some editing for clarity. So here goes Bard. Socialising when you are paranoid can be challenging. The following may help. Start small. If you feel overwhelmed, avoid being a total social recluse, and then trying to attend a big party overnight. Start by socialising with one or two people you trust and feel comfortable around. Be honest with your friends and family about how you are feeling. They can offer support and understanding and they can help you to set realistic goals for yourself. Challenge negative thoughts. When you start to feel paranoid, ask yourself if there is any evidence to support your fears. If not, try to replace your negative thoughts with more positive ones. Take care of yourself. Ensure you get enough sleep, eat healthy foods and exercise regularly. These things can help to improve your mood and reduce stress levels, which can make it easier to socialize. Seek professional help if needed. Talk to a therapist or counsellor if your paranoia is severe or interferes with your daily life. They can help you to develop coping mechanisms and strategies for managing your anxiety. Choose activities that you enjoy. If you are not having fun, you will likely start feeling anxious. Take breaks. If you start to feel overwhelmed, take a few minutes to step away from the situation and collect yourself. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't feel obligated to do it if you are not feeling up to socialising.
remember you are not alone. Many people, even if they are not living with paranoid schizophrenia, experience paranoia at some point. You can learn to manage your anxiety and enjoy socialising again with time and effort. That concludes Bard's remarks. The remarks by Bard are helpful, and I applaud the quality of its AI. If you are dealing with a person who is enjoying discovering AI and has difficulty socialising due to paranoia, showing them what Bard says may make them more likely to follow some of the tips than if you try to influence them by yourself. The shortcoming of Bard's response is that it is too general. It may not work at all if your paranoia is severe, as it can be in my case, and made worse by my personal situation at the time. It does not cover schizophrenia as I live it, nor is it adequate for the character Sarah of my book when she is having a psychotic break. Bard's advice would apply more to a situation where my paranoia has been controlled and I wish to venture out after a bad episode. Beginning again after a bad psychotic break can be challenging. And what Bard advises can't hurt as long as you are honest with yourself about how you feel and the actual progress you are making. For the rest of the podcast, I will discuss a few things relevant to my experience of socialising while paranoid that are not covered adequately by Bard. When struggling with the paranoid schizophrenia I live with, I can have episodes where I feel negatively judged by everyone except my spouse. In addition, when I see other people, my senses may play tricks on me. I may view their faces as distorted. I may think I see people who are not there. I have a lot of trouble reading the meaning of the expression on people's faces. All I want to do is to take care of whatever business has forced me out of my home and return there as quickly as possible. In my case, my spouse usually accompanies me and is incredibly considerate about my problems. One of my tools during such episodes is to avoid social contact while I work with my doctors and the support at home of my spouse to control my symptoms. Socialising during the worst of my paranoia seldom results in positive reinforcement. Unfortunately, it is more likely to add to my paranoia as I overanalyze the reaction of others to me when I am outside my home. I need a lot of sessions with my psychologist and usually an adjustment of my medication by my psychiatrist together with the luxury to rest at home due to a spouse who is willing to work with me. My character Sarah in the novel The Overlife has periods when she must control her symptoms with no support. Such was my case before I married. However, sometimes you need to go out, and that may happen before you are as controlled as you would like. The only way at such times that I have found to make encounters with people outside my home go well is to play tricks on myself. I will give two examples. First example. When I go out with my spouse 
I tell myself that no matter how I feel, I must ensure my spouse has an enjoyable outing. I often fear when paranoid that my spouse is being persecuted along with myself. I tell myself that the best way to keep us both out of trouble is to be polite to everyone we see, no matter how I feel about them. I have discussed this idea with my psychologist, who helps motivate me to follow it. Second example. Executing the simple example above can be challenging. So I tell myself it all boils down to staying polite and avoiding trouble. What is politeness? It is behavior that is respectful and considerate of other people, no matter how you feel about them. Unfortunately, that is often tantamount to lying. But a polite lie can go further than a harsh truth. However, all my inner instincts may be pointing away from that path. So I trick myself. I love movies. Before confronting a social situation, no matter how trivial, like shopping, I choose a character from a film that I I would like to be during my outing. I act that part, being careful to keep it in the context of what is happening. For example, I'm not going to try to imitate the voice of Betty Davis when I am in her role. The role is inside my head, helping me to temporarily cope as someone else. I discussed this trick with my psychologist, who said it can be seen as a form of politeness. I internally lie about my identity, but it's harmless if that makes me pleasant. Now, I encourage anyone living with paranoia to find their own tricks if the advice given by Bard is good, but more is needed. You may fare better when you leave your home if you are listening to music on your smartphone. I often choose a favourite piece of music, like the music uh, we began with today, to turn over and over in my head if I am nervous about going out, but I must do so if only to avoid being housebound to an unhealthy extent. Maybe there are certain times of day when it's easiest for you to socialise. For me, it's the morning. Perhaps you have a favourite T-shirt that makes you feel brave and ready to avoid the traps of paranoia, at least for a while, when you see other people. I have a T-shirt with an ink blot on it that says, I am not ashamed. It has a good effect on me. It is made by the mental health consumer with the Twitter account at SchizophrenicNY. So the NY here stands for New York, uh, where um, this consumer of mental health lives. And uh, again, the Twitter uh, address is at SchizophrenicNY. She has a great website uh, where she sells her gear, and that's schizophrenic.nyc. Again, the NYC is for New York City. You should check it out. Uh, You'll see she also has a great sense of humor. One step you can take is to list what works and what doesn't when you socialize with paranoia. You may find that some of the suggestions by Bard are great ideas you hadn't had before. I wager 
that you will need more weapons that are personal. I rely heavily on my psychologist to gain traction and have guidance about my behaviour. She is a more qualified person than just a random friend. I urge you to discuss any problem concerning socialising and paranoia with a psychologist that you trust. Above all, don't do damage to yourself by pretending you are capable of certain types of socialisation when you know you aren't. Don't let well-meaning family and friends pressure you. Listen to yourself, even if it's a paranoid self, and take it from there. Don't be afraid if you know no one else who copes the way you do. We all have our unique makeup. If it works, it works, and hold that dear. So we can sum it up by saying look for good tips when they are there, uh, remember them, but please allow for your personal problems, the severity of your paranoia, and Please consult your doctors if the situation is severe. That is the quickest way back to socializing. And when you are able to socialize, be yourself, your polite self. But don't let anyone pressure you to do something that you're not ready to do. So that's all for today. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have great health. And uh, I thank you for listening.